WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. Welcome to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, as always, Dustin Kaufman, coming to you live. Well, I'm recording live. I'm here in Kansas City, Missouri, um, home of the world champion Kansas City Royals, and uh, also home to the WWE this Saturday night at the Sprint Center, which I am going. So, uh, so we all, there's only two shows this weekend with the holidays. I guess everybody deserves a little turkey. So there's actually only two shows, two live shows this weekend. One Saturday in Kansas City, which I have tickets to. I'm going. If you're going, if you're listening on your way there, hello. Good to see you. Enjoy the show. Uh, I'm looking. And also Huntington, uh, West Virginia on Sunday. I'm looking forward to this show. I've been looking forward to Kansas City, uh, this house show for a while. And they since uh, okay, since I bought my ticket, Seth Rollins has gotten injured. I lost Seth Rollins, but 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 Kansas City's own Baron Corbin, NXT star Baron Corbin, has been added to the bill as well as the NXT champion Finn Balor. All right. This is gonna be a fun show. Where I, we're gonna, I'm gonna, it's Roman Reigns for both nights. You get Roman Reigns versus your world champion, Sheamus. Everybody, does that still sound weird? Does it still sound weird hearing your world champion Sheamus? Um, that's, but it's that's what it is. We're, we're gonna see the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Sheamus as well. As well, we if you're going out to see live this weekend, you get the Intercontinental Champion Kevin Owens. Ah, you also, it's not done. You get the United States Champion Alberto Del Rio, uh, which means you're probably going to get Zeb Coulter. Maybe, uh, maybe not. It is a house show. They, you know, if there's no story involved, Zeb probably doesn't have to be there. Um, and, and that's not all. That's not all. You're getting the NXT champion, Finn Balor. All right. How, all right. The WWE champion, the intercontinental champion, the United States champion and the NXT champion, everything except the tag team champions. And I don't know if the women's champion, Charlotte is going to be there because they have not advertised one single woman on the website or the app that show that advertising who... Uh, th- that's a mistake to me. Not putting the, this current roster of women on these bills to help sell tickets is a mistake. Because I believe that people like Charlotte and Sasha Banks are a draw. They will sell tickets. Becky Lynch will sell tickets. These one Paige will sell tickets. They will sell, even the Bellas, they'll sell tickets to their fans. Why would you not want to promote them? Are there not? Maybe there's just not going to be any women on, but I, I doubt that. I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe. Maybe it's like Natty and Alicia Fox. Do you think they'd still? Hey, Natty's cool. Nat, Natty's going to be there. Nat, you know, to maybe it's Tamina Snooky. Advertise Tamina Snooky. Did I say Snooky? Tamina Snooky, everybody. Um, you, you promote these women. They'll prom- they'll help you sell tickets. Like it's silly. 
Um, but it's gonna be a good show. It's uh, it's you're, Dean Ambrose, the Wyatts, the Wyatts. Oh man, I'm looking. I love seeing the Wyatts live. They are so fun live to see. The Wyatts are so fun to see. Um, the, I love the music, the entrance. I, when the lights go off and the music starts and all the fireflies light up in the audience, people pull out their phones, turn on the flashlights or the wave their screen, whatever they're doing. It's awesome. It's such a good feel. I could watch that intro. Like, just let's see 20 minutes of Bray Wyatt walking to the ring. Let's, because the way he's used, let's just see. It's, that's, he's like the biggest face of the company until he gets to the ring. His his intro is awesome. The fans go nuts. Like the 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 fan the fire the lights. It's it's awesome. It's a great entrance. Great entrance. One of the best of all time is the Bray Wyatt entrance. With or without the family, it's it's awesome. Um, all right, so we're gonna talk about everything going on uh, NXT, w, uh, Raw, SmackDown. We're gonna do a little bit of all of it. Uh, with NXT this week starting off, I want to talk about the women's title match. Uh, uh, a fan during NXT this week, and I saw this on it, which I found. Um, all right. Uh, Bailey versus Eva Marie for the NXT Women's Championship title. Uh, a lot of people feel that this match shouldn't have even happened. Um, I know Mick Foley was talking bad. He, got, he started insulting the crowd at NXT for their rude chance to Eva Marie. First off, uh, the fans have the right to boo for whoever or whatever they want. That's professional wrestling. That's that's they they bought their ticket. People should be able to cheer or boo whoever or however they feel the need to do to to cheer or boo or chant or heckle. It's part of professional wrestling today. I feel uh, it's of it's fun. It's a it's it's interactive. Um, I also feel that she's not right. If they're booing, if the fans are so against Eva Marie being there, it's not because she's such a great heel. Ah, she's really one. It's because she's not that great in the ring. I mean, she is just she is not. She took time off to wrestle to like train with Brian Kendrick. You're getting one on one training with Brian Kendrick for how long? And you still come back, just botch, botch, botch. You, she, even Marie messed up a two count. How do you not kick out? It's the it's all you have to do for the next seven minutes is not is kick out. That's all. All you got to do is kick out before three. And you, you didn't. They had to play a ref story around it. Oh, and then they built up around this Eva Marie Bailey match. They built up this whole story with the match of having another referee there to make sure that the old referee was doing his job. Uh, and then you had Nia Jax at ringside with Eva Marie, like interfering, pulling the ref out, hitting Bailey behind the refs. And so it was just Bailey versus the world. There was really a point that I thought, all right, first, I thought Bailey was going to end the match in about like. 30 seconds in the first 30 seconds she nailed her with a bailey to belly i thought i was like wow she just insulted this girl quick that is and then and then nia Jax pulled the referee out on like one two and then the refs just belly flopping outside the ring and that's the power that nia Jax has too i mean 
she, I mean, really, she just pulled the, she just dragged this guy like hard and he slammed against the, it's a powerful woman there. Um, but Bailey over, she did overcome. This is, there was a fan reading the Chris Jericho book, The Best in the World at What I Do. During this match of Bailey versus Eva Murray, when I first heard that, I, I didn't see the match. Uh, I actually just, you know, uh, I, it's on demand. I watched it uh, today, actually. I, uh, I watched it today at work because I'm a good employee. I'm the best at my job at what I do. And that is watching NXT while at work. Um, I do that better than anybody. Uh, the Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe contract signing was awesome. It was brutal, a brutal. This is going to be a good match. This is a good feud. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun title match uh, at the NXT TakeOver. Um, we had Apollo Crews versus uh, Baron Corbin this week, which is a lot of fun. I, I love Apollo Crews. He's a lot of fun in the ring. Uh, I've heard... Uh, he's a lot. He's good. Um, Baron Corbin, I like. Uh, of course, it's, you know, just Casey represent. All right, and um, so last week, and I went back and watched too. Uh, wanted to re rewatch the match actually. Uh, last week of uh, Jordan and Gable versus the Ascension. I love this Jordan and Gable tag. First of all, all right, this is a really fun match. Um. Ascension got to have an actual match. They are horribly used on the main roster. They came out, they actually got a reception. They were well received. It was a back and forth match. Uh, they sold for uh, Jordan and Gable, but hey, they Jordan and Gable sold for them too. It was a two-way streak. They were thought of as a real team. They came out, they, there was this... Uh, like I, they came out and there was this heel power. There was a, like a, 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 I guess a star power, but they were believable in NXT. Like you look at them in NXT and you're like, oh, I remember when the Ascension were badasses, right here in NXT. You see them in NXT, you're like, these guys are badasses, but they're just not received on the main roster. They're not even, you know, they're getting in with uh, Stardust. In the wasteland now. So how do you think the current NXT stars are being used in the main roster? As a whole, most of them, um, I guess I look at the most recent batch. Like, you know, like, oh, I guess over time they all built, they've, they've done a lot. Like our whole show is almost from NXT now. That has been trained and come from NXT. But I feel that they've really just missed the ball on a few of them lately. Like bringing Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky at the same time, I thought was a mistake. I mean, you, because now you have uh, Becky uh, just jobbing for everybody, while Sasha is just kind of like hanging out in the woodwork, like wait, waiting for that moment and waiting for Charlotte to get done with a couple feuds before they start getting at it for the title, probably around WrestleMania is my guess. My guess is WrestleMania 32 will have Sasha versus Charlotte's. That's where I see it going. But I, why did you have to have Sasha come up now just to like sit and not really do much when she could have just been set like selling out everywhere and like just putting on amazing shows and matches in NXT until her time to come up. You could have run, there are some great feuds she could have been in, but having great matches instead of just these mediocre, quick, 
matches on uh, WWE um, on the main roster. Like, and you know she's gonna come up, then save her. Let her let her come up. Let her let her j- just show up at the end of the a title match at Royal Rumble. You know, last you know match with Paige, last match of the feud with Paige. Let Sasha come out at the very end, maybe during a celebration, and just jump her from behind into the Royal Rumble. Why do you have to just have her like this? It's I don't. It's she's better than that. Becky is. I think I feel is better than just a jobber. For she's fun. She's exciting. Um, I, just, I don't feel she's winning a lot, which is going to hurt her over time coming in so new and then just losing a lot. She um, so. I don't know. Uh, I, NXT is a great show, though. Uh, we got the NXT TakeOver London, uh, Wednesday, December 16th, live on the WWE Network uh, in London. Uh, so it airs live from London uh, at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern here, uh, East and 12 p.m. Pacific. Um, and that's 2 p.m. in Kansas City, where I am. So that's a Wednesday, December 16th, basically 12 to 3 p.m., somewhere in there. So if you have a job, this is a good time to quit. Uh, you might want, if you got a paid sick day, maybe an early out, this might be it. Uh, if you have a holiday seasonal job, it's probably not getting out. So me, I'll probably watch it at work. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. It's going to be good. Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Um, uh, and after this week, on um, after Nia Jax jumping Bailey into the match, I mean, it's looking like we're going to have Bailey versus Nia Jax going on there too. Um, probably get a tag team championship match, Dash and Dawson. Uh, they're going to be versus going against Enzo and Cass, which is Enzo and Cass is, I like them. I like them a lot. I think Enzo on the main roster is the kind of a guy that could just knock down the PG rating wall for, and just to, to, uh, to pass the point of repair where he could just kick over the wall of the, and just, I don't know if it would just be like being ridiculous in, in an honest speech or just like getting that little bit of edginess just enough where the crowd's like, this is what we want. And it just kind of spreads. He has that. I could see Enzo having a big part of that. I like the Enzo and cast team. I really do. Um, um, Apollo Cruz versus Baron Corbin. Uh, that's NXT Takeover, and then Asuka versus Emma, which is gonna be great. That's gonna be a fun match. Emma's been around for a while. She's good. Asuka uh, is new to NXT, but man, is she fun to watch. I love her in there. She's so fun. Um, I don't know if you know if she really has a hard time speaking English. It's gonna probably overall. Maybe she needs an interpreter. Maybe she should go heal. Um, I don't know if I may. You know, a woman with a manager. It'd be interesting. It'd be, in- it'd be interesting. Who could be that manager for, or um, even just a mouthpiece? Um, a fun character. Hmm. I don't know. All right. So, well, hey, that's why we listen to the Yes Talk. All right. Uh, now, uh, before we move on, I want to do a segment called What's Going On With These Guys? Uh, it's where I just take a few matches and a few things going on through the week where I'm not quite sure what's really going on. Maybe they're at a standstill. What, and I just go, what? And so we, we're going to say, what's going on with these guys this week? All right. First, first one, Mark Henry versus Neville on Raw. What's going on with these guys? Mark Henry is whatever they need him to be. One week he's a heel, the next week he's a face, and truthfully it doesn't matter what role he's playing because nobody really seems to care anymore. 
Sometimes Mark Henry plays a face. Sometimes he plays a heel. Tonight, he played a frustrated aging wrestler who's past his prime and should have retired three years ago. Neville won quick. Quick. Henry shook his hand and told him he respected him. And Neville looked like his dad just told him he's proud of him for the first time. It was really, it was a moment. All right. It was definitely a moment. It was a quick match. I don't, but that's what they're doing with Neville now. I don't, he should be in a better position than that. Uh, Mark Henry, it's just, I, I, there's a lot of guys who were injured. I get, so maybe they have to hold on to some people. Uh, I don't think he's going to renew his contract, which is up sometime after WrestleMania later next year. So I uh, hear he's not going to, I mean, I've heard him say he just wants to do PR and put guys, you know, now in public relations. So that was like a year ago. Uh, Heath Slater, Heath Slater and Ryback. Heath Slater broke a guitar. Like So he comes out on Raw, and he's about to sing a song for Nashville. And I, as soon as I see Heath Slater, I'm like, squash match. I don't even know who it's going to be. I say squash match. So right before he plays his first note. Uh, and he was pretty funny. You know, he was out there. He was cracking jokes. He was being funny. And so as soon as he, right before he plays his first note, here comes Ryback, hear the music. And I go, squash match. Uh, and so Ryback comes out. And he Slater breaks his guitar over Ryback, right over his back. The classic smash a guitar over your opponent's back. I can't tell you how many matches the Honky Tonk Man won with that move or Jeff Jarrett won with that move. You know what that guitar over the back move, you know, that old, that old thing that smash your guitar over their back. You know what that did to Ryback? Nothing nothing at all he stood there what what does that say about every he 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 went and then he got mad he got hit with a guitar he he slater smashed a guitar over ryback he stood there and went and then he got mad and then he won immediately but what does that do for everybody else that's job to the acoustic guitar what does that say for them? What does that do for anybody else who wants to come up and hit somebody with a guitar in the future? Because apparently it doesn't do anything. That's something that you have you get hit with a guitar. If somebody smashes a guitar over your head, you're going to go down. You're going to get hurt. It's a guitar. Everybody has job for the guitar. You get hit with a guitar, you, you fall down. Not Ryback. Not not Ryback. What's up with that? Um, and uh, oh, so, so since Ryback, speaking of which, has really done uh, nothing um, since he's lost his title. Uh, he's 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 got nothing going on right now. He's not in a really good story. He's not in any story at all, really. And he just hasn't done much since he lost the IC belt to Kevin Owens. When now is this something that uh, WWE uh, based? Is this based off his performance as champion? Did uh, WWE not like what they saw? Are they planning something for him in the future? And he's just kind of waiting for another story to end. I don't I don't even know who he could feud with right now. Maybe he needs to be in another tag team. Can we, can we, I would take a uh, Ryback's Can we get Curtis Axel back? Let them be a face tag team. I'd be okay with Ryback's again. I would. I like Curtis Axel. I want to see him wrestle and it would take a little bit of, it would just give uh, Ryback something consistent to do and they could win, you know?
it's a belt you could put on Ryback. I mean, Curtis Axel can cut a promo. He can talk, you know, he can talk for uh, Ryback a lot. Not that Ryback can't talk, but, you know, Curtis Axel can definitely talk. So that's that. I like Ryback. So they were fun heels. They were actually starting to get some traction as face team and then injuries ensued and Curtis Axel never came back. Uh, once Ryback, the team went on hold because Ryback got injured. And then when he was not injured anymore, they brought Ryback back by himself. So that happened. But I would like to see Ryback. So get, I think this would be a perfect time for it. Ryback doesn't really have anything else going on. Uh, you're, you have some great tag teams. And this would be a nice addition. I, it would be a nice addition. New matches. It's an established team from the past. People are already familiar with it. It's not like you're still throwing something brand new together and see if it works. It already worked. And right before it went too big, you broke it up. Well, now Ryback, I feel, is in a place where he could really benefit from getting in another tag team. And if you're going to put him in one, put him in one that he's already been in. That works, right? You got nothing going with Curtis Axel. You got a lot of guys on the shelf. You want to build your tag team division? Ryback-Axel. So, yeah, Ryback-Axel. I like it. All right. Good. All right. And that was what's going on with these guys. Okay, it's now time for the Raw Recappuccino. That's right. It's every week I take the hottest, most caffeinated, bubbly parts of Monday Night Raw. And the best way to talk about Raw this week is to talk about SmackDown. Because, man, SmackDown was great. What a show SmackDown put on this week. That crowd, not only the show, but the crowd was hot. The fun with the show was fun. The fun was show, everybody. The fun was show. The show was fun. Uh, the matches were good. The segments were good. There was it was funny. It was entertaining. The triple threat, the triple threat match at the end was off the chain. It wasn't very long. The whole thing uh, was maybe 15 minutes. That's including uh, commercials and entrances to the ring. But, man, they did great with the time that they were given. With the TV time, they, I'm sure a lot of it was cut down uh, for the tape, for SmackDown. But, man, that triple threat for SmackDown, there was a number one contender match between Dolph Ziggler, Tyler Breeze, and uh, Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose won, which means at TLC, we're getting Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. Again, rematch, kind basically, from Survivor Series, except this time it's for the Intercontinental Championship title itself. It's not for an opportunity to be in a match for a belt. This is the title match. Uh, look, Kevin Owens, this feud's probably going to continue. I can't see this being a one and done. These guys are great for each other right now. Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose, if they let this go, this will be the hottest feud in the company. Both of these guys can talk, talk, and they talk hard. Like the Yes Talk, these guys rock out with their talk out. Not only can they talk, not only do they have fans, not only are they both already over, both of these guys, Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose, can go. These are two guys that have 
15 years each experience from the indies and from work professional wrestling before they even got to WWE. These, these guys can go. We've all seen what they can do in the ring. We've all seen them take it to that next level. But I think we could see Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose take it to, to the even. We're going to see them take it even further is what I think. I am so excited for this feud. As soon as Survivor Series ended, if you go back, you can listen to my Survivor Series post-show. I said, I want to see Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens continue this feud. Dean Ambrose needs a title. Not only needs, he deserves. Dean Ambrose deserves some gold by now. He was supposed to get, in my humble opinion, Dean Ambrose was supposed to get the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. And he had built a match. It was his story before they decided if they were going to put Daniel Bryan in the match or not. Probably before they even thought, hey, we could put Daniel Bryan in this match. Dean Ambrose had already started a story with Wade Barrett for the Intercontinental title. He came out and cut a speech of gold. He cut a speech of gold. He had just went to the WWE headquarters in Connecticut during the power outage. And, uh, and he was because of the storm and it was a raw and he was looking at. So they did the show at the net at the headquarters and they just replayed probably the most controversial <laughs> Royal rumble ever. And, and Dean Ambrose said, I was looking at the posters of the Intercontinental Champions of the Wall, and I want to be on that wall. And he called out, and that place went nuts. The universe exploded. They're like, yes, you deserve this position. And then in against Wade Barrett, and then uh, he stole the title, and then R-Truth stole the title, and then Ziggler stole the title, and, and then... King Kong Bundy stole the title. The Bushwhackers came out. They tried to eat the title, but not before they licked it and gave it a buff shine. Uh, and then they put it on Daniel Bryan, who then uh, had to get put it on, um, give it up from injury, and put it on Ryback, who crowned Ryback, who um, dissed what... The Intercontinental title needs to be in some big hands right now. If Dean Ambrose is one of the biggest faces in the company, if he's one of the most over people in the company, you know what? Let's let him build, rebuild that Intercontinental Championship belt. Let's let Dean Ambrose do what Daniel Bryan was meant to do. I think Kevin Owens has done a good bit for it. I think Kevin Owens having the title does a lot. It does more than Ryback just because of they're different people. They're different wrestlers. I just feel that they're kind of on a different level. They really are just on a different level. Whether you love Ryback or hate Kevin Owens or love Kevin Owens and, you know, you think Ryback's okay. It's, they're on, they're just a different level. There's a different level of go, the moveset, the wrestling, the style, the promos. They're just, it's a different level. And so, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I smell. It was a great triple threat match. Um, okay, so uh, Reigns on SmackDown opened up with a great promo. Look, I will say this again. SmackDown, <coughs> SmackDown, I've never said what I just said before. Maybe, okay, let me retract my statement. I, I'm not going to say great, but SmackDown was so great that Roman Reigns cut a pretty good promo. 
He opened up with a, and for him, for Roman Reigns, this was a great promo. Nothing like his promo on Raw. Monday, I found myself laughing with the authority. I was rooting for the heels during the opening segment with Triple A, with the authority, Sheamus, and Roman Reigns. There was something about the cadence, just the authority. I had fun. The Sheamus, I was laughing. Uh, there was just, it was enjoyable. They, was, they were putting on a good show. The authority and Sheamus were putting on a pretty good show, I will say. And then, so they were clowning. They started clowning on, the, on Roman. I'm like, hey, that's kind of funny. They just, like, are they burying their wannabe top guy? The, the guy... So, um, so you know, Roman came out. He so Monday started with the authority and Sheamus, and then Roman interrupts and he said he was mad and he wanted to rematch tonight. And the authority tells him, "Well, how does it feel to want?" Is what Stephanie said. How does it feel to want? Arr! And then Triple H tells him that he'll get his rematch when he says, and that time is TLC. And then uh, out of nowhere, Rusev shows up uh, on camera and kicks Roman Reigns in the face. The camera is so good at hiding that stuff. I didn't ever even saw him coming. I didn't. Even know he was there the, audi- the the audience had to have but man it's like they were in on it i don't know but that camera hit i had no root out of nowhere rusev kicks Ru- roman reigns in the face drops him and then triple h tells him that his match will be a at tlc will be a tlc match well so they're going to be in the match the, the pay-per-view is named after a tables ladders and chairs match for the World Heavyweight Championship title, Sheamus, your champion, versus your challenger, Roman Reigns. Don't think Roman Reigns is going to win that, uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. We're going to go over all the matches out so far for TLC here in just a little bit. Um, and then they told Roman after that that he's going to wrestle Rusev, which ended in like just... Roman Reigns just speeding the crap out of Rusev with a chair over and over and over and over and over again. And then he hit Sheamus. Then he hit, it was a chair. It was, man, he really hit him with some chairs. He was, and it seemed though Monday, it seemed like Rusev is going to be a new henchman for the authority. Like he, they always kind of had him team up with Sheamus once in a while, but it really, so, I mean, could they bring, I mean, could they bring Wade Barrett over too and have Wade Barrett? also be like a henchman could the authority like really build themselves with like a rusev sheamus uh wade barrett not bow doubt like those three would be a good start those three would be a good start maybe you can start putting rusev in shoes and suits once in a while but i think i think that you know i mean seth Rollins replace one with three Right, it's just it's a totally different dynamic. What it does is it makes it impossible for you to continue, for you to try to just replace the same story with a different person. It's instead of saying this is what we had planned for Seth Rollins, who's now out, we need you to do this, and you can't do that and succeed. You need to change it. So what WWE, if they were, they would change it completely because you don't want to just meet, you don't want just a new actor for this role. You want it believable. So and you want it just, you want it to be different. So bringing in like a bigger authority, building the authority a little bit with a Wade Barrett or Rusev, who Rusev is already place he's right there i mean wade barrett's not doing anything like real right now he's knowing he's not in a real feud i mean he was already with sheamus at survivor series with the new day so obviously he's connected to sheamus enough 
I mean, they t- they team up once in a while too, a lot. So it wouldn't be a bad thing right there. Um, hmm, a Sheamus champion, then you know, maybe that would be a good platform to build Wade Barrett up to to get him over as a face. That's not a bad idea right there, or Rusev for that matter. But Wade Barrett, Rusev is good. He can get. I think he's. I think he's safe right now as far as like becoming or feeling obsolete or not getting those reactions. When you come out and there's no response, you're in trouble. But Rusev knows how to get that response. He knows how to incite a crowd. He's been over a few times. He's, I mean, the crowd has seen what he can do over and over. He is, he's set. If you want to try to like help Wade Barrett, um, what, let, get him in there. Let him get jealous about the from Sheamus. Let him get in a fight with Sheamus or Rusa, and for some reason, have him turn and turn face against the authority. That's I mean, I'm, but you can't just turn him face. Wade Barrett's been a heel almost his entire career. You can't just have him be the face. All of you can't just have him come out as the good guy now. I mean, you have to give us give a story. Tell us why he's going to be a good guy. Please. He, it's deserving. Like, nobody ever used to turn back in the day, like in the 80s, the 90s. People used to change. They go, they take a heel turn, they turn face, but it'd be for a reason. Whether it was a, a manager or somebody just went too far, you didn't like what your teammate said, or you got jealous because, you know, your partner's the title, or, you know, a tag team breaks up, and who, you know, or it's just, you never know. I mean, so it could be any, just tell me why. Give a good story. That, that'd be a good spot for Wade Barrett. Um, all right, sorry. And then so, um, So, yeah, I would say SmackDown actually may have been one of um, Roman Reigns' better promos. Uh, it was a good promo for him. It really was. Um, he, granted, it was quick. Uh, he was interrupted by Sheamus. So the SmackDown started with Roman, and then Sheamus interrupts, and Roman says nothing until the very end, then he, Roman Reigns closes it out. But it wasn't a bad promo. Uh, was it WWE title good? Was Roman Reigns and Sheamus, like, Conducting this promo at the beginning of SmackDown, was it WWE title good? Maybe not. Maybe, I mean, maybe not, but it, it was definitely an improvement. Roman Reigns definitely showed an improvement on the mic for that promo. Um, just getting more comfortable. He sounded a little less rehearsed. Um, it was It was good. It was fun. Good job. Now he just... Why are pe- people that really are upset with Roman Reigns? A lot of people love him. A lot. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people love Roman Reigns. The Roman Empire is strong. Roman Reigns has some wonderful fans, wonderful supporting fans. WWE really believes in Roman Reigns. They really feel that he could be really something special one day. Um, a lot of people just disagree. Uh, for me, I just think he needs to to evolve. I think he needs to evolve a little bit and, and before you can really put the company on his shoulders. He's still in the shield, and he doesn't know how to evolve out of it. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, both had years wrestling before even NXT. So when they when the shield broke up, 
and they each needed something to do and they each had to go their own way, then they knew who they were in the ring. They said, okay, I'm no longer in the shield. Now I'm just going to be myself. The problem is Roman Reigns never had a chance to be himself in the ring. He never had a chance to learn who he was in the professional wrestling ring before the shield. In my opinion, that's why he's still coming out dressed like the shield and walking through the crowd like the shield, using the shield's music, using the same catch lines, phrases from the shield. Believe in the shield. Believe that. I mean, it's so there's no nothing new there's nothing original there it's there's nothing 100% roman reigns there I, there's i don't look at that and i go now this is 100 he's like a he's something a costume designer created or something a writer in a writing room created or something you know what, what seth rollins or I mean, you can't tell me that Roman Reigns was the one who said, no, we need to dress like this and come out to that music and walk through the crowd and we need to be a SWAT team. Like, that's what we need to be. And, there's, and it, because if he was that original, then he would have thought of something else to do by now besides emulate the shield. So that's just... Maybe it's a reminder of the shield. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's to keep the feud alive as long as, like... I, I don't think anybody would forget. Nobody would forget the shield just because Roman Reigns wasn't coming out to shield music anymore. Or why you could even keep him coming through the crowd. You know, I just let him do it in different. Just how about just a t-shirt in the shirts? He doesn't wrestle. I think it's silly to it's I've said it before. It's like the big boss man when he was with the authority, just wearing the chest protector. I mean, does Roman Reigns really want to be like big boss man? Is that his who how, is that as far as he wants his career to go? Not that big boss man had a bad career. He didn't. He held a lot of titles. He held a lot of gold. He was really he was a great heel. He was a great face. I he was a great character. He was big boss man was a solid character for WWE for a long time and he played a lot of roles. But I think WWE and Roman Reigns want Roman Reigns to be bigger and different than the Big Boss Man. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, the Dudleys defeated the Wyatts on SmackDown. Uh, it was Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan. But the Wyatts won. They beat the Dudleys on Raw when it was Luke Harper and... Uh, Wyatt himself. So they had Eric Rowan in the match where they lost. Uh, they're really pushing Luke Harper and Braun Strowman these days. They really are. And they're pushing Harper and Strowman pretty good right now. It seems the only two people to lose in the Wyatt family are Eric Rowan and Bray Wyatt himself. Yeah, the only two people. So you won't protect the leader of this faction, but you'll protect the people in it. It's not the Strowman family or the Harper bunch. It's the Wyatt family. But they want to protect the family more than Wyatt himself. Does Wyatt have fear left in him at this point? At what point does the new face of fear become not scary or believable in a villain? It, the reason Fred, I mean, oh, Freddy Krueger always, he, okay, yes, he always lost at the you know all the you look at your all right jason mike myers fred they usually lose at the end of every movie but they come back but they always come back to haunt you uh is that how you look at bray wyatt it just doesn't he's always gonna lose at the end he'll get burnt but he'll come back he'll get chopped up and he'll come back or he'll get buried alive and he'll come back 
but sometimes you gotta win. That's the thing. They would lose at the beginning of every movie as a cliffhanger, but their hand always came back up before it was over, and they killed a lot of people between the beginning of end. They won a lot of those battles between the beginning and the end. And that's just something Bray Wyatt does. He'll win some battles, but he doesn't win the wars, it seems. He'll get one over here or there, but he, and it's, which he is such a good character. He's one of the most original characters. Uh, and as far as like character characters, he, he's definitely there. He's definitely what would be considered a, a strong character. Um, and it's over. But you have to let him be over. If you want the face of fear, you don't want somebody coming in to wrestle the new face of fear and go, oh, man, this guy again. No, he's like, no, I'm scary. I'm the face of fear. Like, oh, yeah, boo. Who, who are you going to beat? Nobody. They won't let me beat anybody. I, I, love, I love Wyatt. Uh, I think he'll have a lot in the future. Um, I don't know. Maybe there... I, man, he's so over. Like I said, he's the most. He's one of the biggest faces in the company until the he gets in the ring. As soon as his music starts, the fans go crazy. Like, and and then it just changes. Um, I don't know. Uh, so and the the Dudleys. I mean, you go from the Brothers of Destruction to the Dudleys. I mean, so you know, Undertaker to the. And so I mean, I imagine the Wyatts will win this war. Right, they'll they'll win this war. Um, Paige versus Becky. Uh, we had Paige versus Becky on SmackDown. Um, that was a match. That was definitely a match. Uh, we also had New Day. Uh, followed Paige versus Becky. We had the New Day doing the shop WWE promo, which was hilarious. Those guys are so – it doesn't matter what they do. Uh, we, they brought out the gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker, everybody, on Thanksgiving. It was on Saint Thanksgiving. Uh, we also had Jack Swagger versus Del Rio setting up a title match at TLC. Um which is awesome. All right, that's it. Kind. All right, look, Mex America on Monday uh, was interrupted by the swag. That's you know, and I wonder. I do wonder if Jack Swagger is filling in for for an injured Cesaro. I can't help but to think is Jack Swagger filling in for an injured Cesaro? Probably, but he's doing a good job. He's Jack Swagger is really almost perfect for this role right now, and he's being well received. It's I mean, it's like it's it's more like this is a, it's almost more of a story. With Del Rio versus Swagger right now, than Del Rio versus Cesaro. I'm not saying they're going to be better matches, but Swagger isn't bad in the ring. He can go. He was a record-setting wrestler in college, former college football player, and he's a pothead, which cost him a big push, is what I'm saying. Uh, he got arrested for marijuana shortly before WrestleMania a couple years ago, and he was going in with a big story, and after uh, man that mania, he just kind of went away for a while. Never really got past uh, that lower mid-card position again. Um, and, until the when he teamed up with Cesaro, they started getting a little bit of heat. And then they put Cesaro solo, and Swagger stayed right there at that lower mid card again. 
I think the lisp might have something to do with it too. You know, like I hope that's maybe he's been doing speech classes and that's where he, like I'm a WWE superstar. I'm Jack Thwagger. I like to use the suplex. I'm Jack Thwagger. I'm a superstar. Uh, I watch SmackDown. I got a title opportunity on SmackDown. So, uh, but he's doing good. Uh, my son loves Jack Swagger. It's not his fault. He's one and a half years old. Uh, we, my grandma, his, his grandma, my mom showed up to town, bought him a gift. She didn't know. She knows she likes wrestling, so she bought him a Jack Swagger and a Ryback doll. So any, all day long, it's Ryback, Ryback, Ryback. He wants to watch Ryback, and anytime Jack Swagger comes on the screen, he acts like Superman just landed in the living room himself. Like he just goes crazy because he wreck he's one and a half. He's like, wait, I have this wrestler. That's him. This is, he's like a hero to him, but he's one and a half years old. So take that for what you will. Um, um, SmackDown. Okay. So on raw, we had the country music jamboree tag team open challenge by the new day, um, which turned out to be a fake open challenge. It was answered by Lucha dragons and the Usos when, which the, the new day said, no, no, we're just, we're never mind, never mind. So on SmackDown, we had Lucha dragons versus new day, uh, which Lucha dragons did win. It was fun. They had uh, interference by the gobbledygooker who, we had thought was Xavier Woods turned out to be one of the members of the Usos, uh, which I assume okay, the whole time he was carrying the trumpet and everything. It was it was a fun Thanksgiving thing. It really was. And then they all beat up. Uh, they all beat up Xavier Woods, um, taking turns wearing the turkey mask. The Usos were one was wearing the suit. One was wearing the mask. They did a. Then the, we had the gobbledygooker himself just doing a body splash off the top rope. It was it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving fun. Um, that's what I will say about that. Um, okay, so uh, Monday we had uh, Sasha versus Becky, and then fr- Thursday we had Becky versus Paige. Page one, and so what, Becky again. We were talking about Becky Lynch. Uh, I just think she's better than a jobber. They just, I, this is why I think it was a mistake to bring in all the new talent at once, all the new talent at once. But I mean, I guess I'd rather see Becky Lynch lose than, you know, some of the other people I've seen in the not too recent past. Not so, um, okay. So we had a, on raw, this is, we had the page Charlotte rematch, um, Charlotte. Okay. I saw, I even, I mentioned this on the Survivor Series post show before this even came to Raw. I talked about Charlotte was really close to the ropes when the match was over. Um, and then so Paige comes out and she calls Charlotte a cheater and shows that Charlotte was actually under the ropes during the close of the match while she was doing the figure eight at Survivor Series. And then they got a rematch. I called this, I said this, I can't believe they actually turned it into a story because I did just kind of casually comment. I didn't really think too much of it, but I did casually comment that Charlotte was really close to the ropes. Um, so then we got a Divas rematch. That for the Divas title, Charlotte versus Paige on Raw, that uh, we had a Ric Flair knee drop followed by a strut. And uh, woo! Uh, I think Charlotte Spear. I don't really like her spear. It's more like a midsection clothesline. 
Um, this, but the match was good. It was fun. It ended brutally. Ended in a countout, actually. Um, and then Paige did the PTO on the the Paige tap out on the announce table, uh, which is definitely setting up for a TLC match. So we're I mean, for TLC. I can't help but to, we're going to get another Charlotte versus Paige uh, for the title uh, at. TLC. It's going to be a great match. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think this is, again, again, I know this is a great place for Charlotte and Paige right now. Um, you know, they took some heat about the promo going into Survivor Series using Charlotte's brother. Um, but, again, anybody who wasn't a fan of that um, you could, was complaining about it, but they were also talking about that match a lot more than they were. So, say what you will, it did its job. It did its job. It got you talking. Um, I just don't think the match followed up that promo. I don't think that... Pro I think the promo was better than the match is the problem. The heat from the promo was bigger than the the match itself. The match itself was just okay. The, the whole pay-per-view was just okay. It wasn't a great pay-per-view. I think Charlotte and Paige are much, more capable, or much more capable of putting on better quality matches than what we got at Survivor Series. I'm pretty sure the next one we'll see will be better than what we saw at Survivor Series. So I don't think, I think it would have been okay to go to that extent with your promo using Char Charlotte's brother, but I also think, I think it, you, the only way to do it is to, if your story is as big as that or if your match is going to be as good as the promo. Now, maybe the, it's going to set up for a feud. I mean, I want to see it continue anyways. I think these two, will be, this will be great. Again, I think Charlotte needs to just, she'll feud with Paige, you know, through the year around Royal Rumble. They'll, they'll introduce Sasha Banks, and then we're gonna, probably going to see Sasha Banks and Charlotte at WrestleMania, which is going to be a great WrestleMania match. All right, um, and then so TLC, again, we talked about the triple threat for the Intercontinental title. This was a great, it, man, They it's exactly what you would want from a triple threat match. It's exactly what you would want from, there wasn't too, I mean, for a little bit, Tyler Breeze was hanging out the side of the ring waiting for those exact moments, but everybody was really involved. It was a really fun match. Nobody laid, just laid on the floor outside the ring for an excess amount of time doing nothing, just like playing dead um, to, to let everyone else just shine. That's what I don't like about a lot of like triple threat matches is there's ego. You need to take the ego out of it. It's not about, Hey, let, you know, this guy have his mo let's and then let this guy and then let I mean yes you do want those but at the same time it's the three of you putting on one show the best way to do that is not to say I need time just for myself everybody gets the time but man this this triple threat had a lot of just quick fast back and forth if you didn't have a chance to watch the intercontinental title number one contender triple threat on smackdown with ziggler tyler breeze and dean ambrose go watch the match it was great um so tlc's um TLC's actually looking pretty good, man. In my opinion, uh, we have Sheamus versus Rowan Reigns in a TLC match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt. Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship. And again, this, okay, I don't think this, 
I don't. I think we could see Dean Ambrose get the title at the end of this feud, but I don't think we're going to see him get it at TLC. I don't. I, I think Kevin Owens will. I think this feud will continue, but I don't think they're ready to take it off Kevin Owens, and I don't think you should take it off Kevin Owens just yet. He just had it. He just got it. He's won. You know. He so he he got it from. He got it from Ryback. You know, he had another feud. Then he quickly got into the uh, tournament, which is a good spot for him. So that's, but he really hasn't gotten to defend the title to too many different people yet. And I'd like to see a lot of title defenses, a lot more title. I mean, he's defending it, but I want to see more people before I see him give it up. That's, you know, but if this is going to be a good feud, maybe Ambrose wins it. Maybe Kevin Owens wins it back. Maybe Ambrose wins it back again. I mean, this this is a great match. This is, again, I think Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose will be the best feud in WWE if they let it run its course. Uh, all right, TLC, Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger in a chairs match for the United States Championship title. Uh, are we going to see John Cena show up at the end of that match? Um Maybe calling out Del Rio. Maybe he'll come out. I mean, so you would have to think John Cena is coming back for the title. And honestly, right now, I don't think that's a horrible thing. I don't think it's a horrible thing. Why? Because I miss the United States. Oh, I miss John Cena's, the, the title, John Cena's United States Open Challenge. Uh, I miss those. I miss, why can't Alberto Del Rio do John Cena's United States Open Challenge? I just, that belt, that United States title should be the TV title. That should be your Raw title. Raw or SmackDown. Only defended at the big pay-per-views. You know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Night of Champions. Okay, so that's just, that's about 40% of your pay-per-views. But it's not all of them, but it's still 40%, but... It's just the big ones, you know, um, and it lets you know that you don't always get the United States title at a pay-per-view, but you can always see it on TV. I mean, those open challenges are great. They're great. You could just have somebody go out and just have a surprise pop every week. Ah, it'd be of who is and just put on a good match TV title. I mean, you can build, you can announce, but I just, those open challenges are so good. Uh, and Del Rio can wrestle. He would be a perfect person to do it. All right. Um, and then Usos versus uh, New Day will be defending their championship titles versus the Usos and the Lucha Dragons. And are you ready? A ladder match for the tag team championships. Uh, this is going to be good. I imagine we're going to see all three New Days, uh, four versus the uh, three versus four kind of a thing. <clears throat> but this is going to be good. Usos in a ladder match. I'm looking forward to see the Lucha Dragons in a ladder match to see if Kalisto is going to pull any or uh, uh, Sin Cara. It's going to be new. This is going to be a fun match. Uh, I think I've seen Xavier Woods do a fear of height gag before in a ladder match. So I don't know if, or maybe that was Big E. I feel like that's something we're going to see again. Uh, Kofi Kingston definitely doesn't have that problem. Uh, Kofi Kingston's going to shine. Kofi Kingston, if you go back and watch Kofi Kingston in the original WrestleMania Money in the Bank ladder matches, he would shine at every one of those. He would shine at all of them. The most creative and innovative moves. He takes risks. Uh, he's just so fun to watch in ladder matches. And... So this, I'm really, this could be one of the matches. This is going to be a great, this should be 
the five-star match. New Day versus Usos versus Lucha Dragons in a ladder match for the tag team titles? That sounds like fun to me. And then you have the Dudleys versus the Wyatt family in a tables match. Uh, and uh, plus, we're probably in, we're going to, you know, you're going to see Paige and Charlotte and probably Tyler Breeze and Ziggler, right? Maybe that'll be a pre-match. I mean, this is a good, well, I mean, what do we got? One, two, three, four. No. We'll see Ziggler versus Tyler Breeze. I can imagine that's just not hasn't been announced formally. Uh, I don't believe yet, and uh, uh, I don't feel that they've announced Charlotte and Paige. But after uh, Monday, they're we're gonna see Charlotte and Paige. I promise. I mean, maybe it'll turn into a triple threat. That would be interesting. Uh, a, a hardcore match with a TLC table ladder and chair match. I mean, we have a ladder match. We have a table match. We have the chair match with Del Rio and Swagger, and we have the TLC match with Sheamus versus Reigns. So, I mean, is there something we could do with the women uh, to, to put them in a, a bit of a hardcore, maybe just a no DQ, pinfalls anywhere? How about just a hardcore, no DQ, pinfall anywhere um, with Charlotte versus Paige. That would be interesting. They obviously, they've done a good job building heat, selling their hatred, making it believable. The the page the PTO on the announce table on Raw was, it was believable. It got me excited. They were beating the crap out of each other at, after, during and after that match. The That rematch was by, better than the original match. And it, all it was doing was setting up an even better match. If you're not excited about Charlotte and Paige, you should be. Because the next match we see out of them, which I would have to assume will be at TLC, is going to tear the house down. It's going to be an incredible match. They will have had more time to build the story. They'll have two other matches as part of the story. You know, the main, the rematch there. I mean, the promos, the the tap outs on the table, the the uh, the figure eight under the rope. I mean, there's a lot of elements that are coming into this story. Uh, a couple more weeks of this building in TLC at the rate they've been going. We're gonna. It's, it's gonna. You're going to care, and you will be. It's going to be a great match. Um, I think a lot of it will be, but that could, that, that given that could turn into be one of the best matches of the night. So I'd like to see that it's not booked yet, but I'd like to see Charlotte and page for the women's title, uh, in a pinfall, uh, count anywhere. Just no hardcore. Anything goes pinfalls count anywhere match for the women's title or a submission match. Ooh. Oh, huh. Would you like that? Would you like to see a submit? I would think that would be great. Paige and Charlotte in a submission. I mean, that would kind of go towards, but they both have submission holds. So that would also be interesting. Something fun. I'm excited to see what they do with Char with the with those two ladies. Um, all right. Well, that is the show for this week. I want to thank you again. Please, hey, remember, follow me uh, on Twitter, just at the Yes Talk. Just follow me on Twitter at the Yes Talk. Um, also, sub uh, uh, subscribe to my iTunes at the Yes Talk. Great review. Uh, tweet me, say hi, let me know you're listening. Uh, to all the Kaufman guys, all the Kaufman girls, to the Yes Nation, rock out with your talk out. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Yeah.